I feel like pigeons are going to poop on you, though. That's just because there's so many of them, and in the city, there's nowhere to run. They're counterpoint. Okay, here's here's one. If you were a booger, I would pick you first. No. No. Sorry, not sorry if you're going to be offended. I'm, I'm, but I I'm think... already offended. Hey, welcome back to the show. Thank you for joining us. Lauren Larkin, how you doing? I'm well. How are you? I'm good. I am in Alabama. She's in Colorado. What's the weather like in Colorado right now? Is it nice? It's pretty perfect, uh, except for no humidity whatsoever. So we all dry up like like uh, raisins and prunes. I, I will send you some humidity. How about that? Please. Please. I would love it. My skin needs it. I am broadcasting from the, um, from the hellscape that is alabama summer which lasts nine months and um yeah i'm already getting sunburns so so question for you yep. you're in alabama i was in alabama like two three weeks ago mm-hmm. and i did not see you at the cathedral advent <laughs> listening to my sermons i assume that if you're in alabama you can make it to birmingham from anywhere easily this is this it's not difficult to make it to birmingham no matter where you are so I'm just gonna let that guilt sit on your conscience for a while, because you know, this is that this helps. Is, this is true. This is true. Um, yeah, I should have got some. You should have. You should have. You should have preemptively guilted me on that. Like, hey, I'm gonna be in Alabama next week. I expect to see you, and then you'd spend like the next seven days trying to figure out how in the world you're gonna get to Birmingham. Listen, I know you I know you can identify with this. When you step inside the newborn haze, like everything it's 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 difficult. The struggle is real. It's um a I think it's a form of non human human existence, the newborn phase. <laughs> no one's human at that point. People are just crazy and you rock and you rock and you rock and you sway and you sway and you sway and you say crazy things and you sing crazy songs and in crazy You're voices. Not in crazy voices. In crazy voices. That if somebody if somebody recorded and played back to me like the way I talk to my newborn daughter, like it would be, I you know, I'm not gonna say I'd be embarrassed, but it would be it'd be weird. It. I'm glad no one recorded me because I had three screamers, and I'm talking about screamers pretty much 24 hours a day for about the first four to six months, mm-hmm. and. You just go crazy, and you just do whatever you need to do to stay alive and to keep the baby alive. And you sing crazy, crazy songs. Like I made up songs with lyrics that I would never repeat in the general public. <laughs> but I was singing, and oftentimes they were happy. And um, when I was singing, so I just vented all of my anger right through song. Yeah, um, one of my daughters was a was a really really bad screamer i mean they they all fussed a lot but the one that was the worst i would i would turn on the song dancing queen by abba (laughs) yes and play it on loop and walk (laughs) walk around my living room holding her because she just screamed nonstop. Mm -hmm. and it like i I would have to walk around like 80 to 100 times 
just listening to Dancing Queen over and over and yep. over again. Just making I'm loops. S- I'm so I'm your your record your record your LP was looping. That's funny. Just kidding. Just you just I just flashed back to the 80s. Wait, what? I don't even really remember the 80s. Um, uh, we my daughter um she would fall asleep. She would she would fall asleep with me, but I could nurse her. I had that kind of convenience. Um, if you want to call that a convenience, being used as a food source. Um. And perpetual comfort. Um, but my husband, in order to get my daughter to sleep, had to sing Comfortably Numb. <laughs> I mean, I'm laughing, but like, I don't doubt any of that. Like, it's just, it's weird. Pink Floyd was her, Pink Floyd was her. That was that, or sometimes the, the, uh, the, the Alleluia one. Uh-huh. I forget which version, but um, mostly it was, it was like a thousand Pink Floyd. Versions. I know, it's the good one. <laughs> was, it, was it the one by Jeff Buckley? Yes. Jeff Buckley. Yes. We didn't think we were going to talk about Jeff Buckley on Fun Sexy Bible Time today, but here we are. Well, it's fun. <laughs> um, <clears throat> all right, so we are actually going to talk about, uh, you agreed to come on the show, and we are going to talk about uh, why Martin Luther is completely overrated, right? Wait, what'd you say? <laughs> I just wanted to throw that out there to see what you'd do. Well, I died for a minute and then how would came, you came back. how would you rank the how would you rank your favorite Luthers? You mean wait, what do you mean Luthers? Well okay. This that seems like I'm getting backed into a corner and we're about to talk about some of his things that he probably should never have said. No, no, not that. I mean, all, okay. All theologians are say dumb stuff. Um Hashtag truth. Okay, you got Martin Luther. Yeah. You got Martin Luther King. We'll count him. And you got Luther Vandross. How would you rank those? Oh, I don't think I'm a huge fan of Vandross. I'll be honest. But the other two are pretty pretty significant characters. I mean, they're really... You don't choose one over the other there. <laughs> you really, it's, right? it's really difficult to choose one or the other. Yeah, I mean they're 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 two different men in two different time periods doing two different radically amazing things, mm-hmm. right? So you can't you would have to say like this radicalness over here is more important than this radicalness. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And I think that really they're both pretty significant, important radical creatures. I'm fascinated by uh, Martin Luther King Jr.'s friendship with Billy Graham. Like that w- that would have been interesting to to listen to those two guys talk. Yeah. Back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think Martin Luther King Jr. had a rule about women? <laughs> Apparently not. <laughs> if, if if we are to believe uh, the FBI, which is, uh, you know. Oh right, where his phones were tapped, right? <laughs> yeah, just a little, you know. Just a little. Just a little uh, racial uh, abuse of power there by the by the wow. government. But yeah, I, I don't think he had the same <laughs> fear. I don't think he had the same rule as Billy Graham. Yeah, man, don't get me going on that rule. <laughs> All right, we won't. We'll skip over okay. that. Uh, okay, so we are. Let's see. We are going to play around uh, with some topic generators today, but I think you got sort of 
fascinated by the questions to ask a girl on this well website. no what i got what i was fascinated by is that there's these different topics and it's like the generator and then there's conversation basics and there's girls guys couples kids okay we're right not- so uh, under girls, it says how to start a conversation with a girl, and then it, then it says questions to ask a girl. And then under guys, just one line, how to start a conversation with a guy, and I find that fascinating. Okay, we are on conversationstarters.com, the website we're at. Okay, let's go to I'm – I'm just going to ask you the questions to ask a girl. I'm going to – let's see. Let's go through here. Okay. Um, and you if you can, hit on me if – you, if you start hitting on me, I'm totally going to BGR up this place. <laughs> Um, okay, so I'm going to ask you the, I, I don't know, there's not really like an age uh, It's not really an age I don't know if this is for like a teenage girl Or like a woman Just go ahead and ask it okay. I'm pretty much a teenager uh, emotionally IQ wise Okay, alright, same here um, If you were transformed into a man For one day, what would you do? So okay, okay. So wait, what do I want to be transformed into? A guy? What? what? Well, if you were transformed into a man for one day, what would you do? Um, <laughs> anything I wanted. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, no, I don't know. I, I well, no, I don't know. I, I'm going with I don't know. That's going to be the answer that I'm giving the public. Um, let's see. What is the best gift you've ever received? Is that oh um uh um <laughs> I'm blanking on gifts that I've received. Do you sleep with a stuffed animal? Oh no. <laughs> if your oh I know the answer to this. If your house was on fire, what three things would you take with you? That'd be your kids, right? Or do they count as one thing? i might grab some books too i might grab the kids and then have the kids help me out with my theology books okay this one feels like a loaded question but what would you do if you were invisible for a day like you can't ask a guy that question because he would go peeping um voyeuring um i would that would be I mean you're asking a stay at home mom of three kids one with a very needy toddler so I would just I don't know like lay around the house I feel like that's a loaded question because what I mean what what could you do if you were invisible for a day other than you know go creep a like a like a gym locker room or something like why, why do you know what it would be like do you know what it would be like for me to be able to sit at a table and eat a meal without being interrupted <laughs> I would eat I would eat and not just eat the gleanings that my kids leave behind because they're 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 very Old Testament in their in their um, compassion for their mother. Uh-huh. Um, but it's just very like I I would I would take a nap. I would actually probably be able to start and complete a nap in one sleeping. Then so now we're getting into some some mom fantasies here. Yeah, <laughs> I would take a bath <laughs> so- without someone asking if they could come in. I mean, seriously, go, I would go to the bathroom. <laughs> go to the bathroom without the fingers <laughs> creeping up underneath the door. Or just walking in. I mean, I'm talking all age ranges. Just walk in on me. There is no respect for mama. Mm. Okay, so there's no, we're, we're both on this website. There's no version of this for the, what to, how to talk to a guy? No, and here's my theory. Here's my theory. Okay. And I, sorry, not sorry if you're going to be offended. I'm, I'm, but I I'm think, already offended. 
<laughs> I think that once you get a guy talking specifically about himself, there's no need to ask questions. Okay. No, I'm not offended by that. Um, well, and I think because girls are typically probably taught by society and, and whatever that like we aren't supposed to be talking about ourselves or dominate conversation. Hey, listen, also not a horrible strategy for either gender to say as little as possible on the first date. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Or in general. I mean, not even like maybe like the first time you have a conversation with someone. Can I tell you about an awkward conversation I had with a kindergarten teacher? Go for it. Okay, so I'm introverted, and I don't mind silence, but I hate awkward standing silence when we're in a situation where we're supposed to all be talking at different it – was, it was a back-to-school night or whatever, and the teacher was standing next to me, uh-huh. and it was very awkward feeling, very awkward feeling. So we're sitting there, and across from me on the wall is the alphabet. And so total – we're just sitting there in silence, and I offer up – that I think some of our consonants should actually be vowels <laughs> based off of the coined Greek. And she looked at me and I said, you know, like W and H, yeah, they should be vowels, maybe even J. I haven't thought about it, but maybe J too, because, you know, J doesn't actually function without a hard breathing mark in, in ancient Greek. Greek. Um, and uh, she just looked at me. And then walked away, and I think she went to go write down my son's name just to make sure he got special extra help. <laughs> well, I've had it with your controversial, controversial opinions on this show. <laughs> I think, I think, seriously, seriously, she did not look at me the same ever again. Like, well, and you also hate Luther Vandross, so that I hate, hate, really. Where'd you get hate from? I said, I don't think I like him. I think you said that. You, you said I hate him. I don't. I don't hate many people. I. I'm. I'm the opposite of love. I'm typically indifferent towards a lot of people. Hey, we're 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 people then. You and I. <laughs> I'm indifferent towards myself. <laughs> okay, so first of all, I could have used this website uh, late '90s, early 2000s when I was creeping through the uh, the Christian dating scene. This would have helped me quite a bit. You think so? You think you I'm, think? I'm, I mean, wouldn't no, wouldn't have. Really. Wouldn't a girl? Wouldn't a girl in your scene back then been totally offended by the "What would you do if you were a guy?" question? Uh, well, this is all assuming that I would have been like confident enough to actually start up a, start up a conversation, which was not going to happen. So, in theory, this right. could have helped me because it would have given me things to say, but it probably wouldn't have actually helped that much. All right, let's. Um, I'm just going to hit this generator, and I'm going to. All right, do it. I'm going to. I'm going to just give you some questions that you. you you have no idea what's coming. Nothing. No idea. Flying by the seat of my pants here. Okay. This one's really inappropriate, so I'm going to definitely ask it. Perfect. Would, would you rather age from the neck up only or the neck down only? Oh, my gosh. I fear aging so badly that I just have to scream neither. Um, I, I, I don't know. That would look so weird if your face never aged, but your body did. And then you're face well how about this here's a question to your question could i get plastic surgery for my face um as it aged are you talking about like a thing where they shoot antifreeze into your lips or whatever antifreeze oh, whatever come it is on they shoot it. It, it kills it, dogs botox it's um it's bovine toxic it's something like something bad but we put it into our skin anyway no, I'm talking about like facelift. 
Could um, I facelift myself as my body didn't age and my face did? I mean, yeah, I feel like you get to a point with diminished returns with the facelift, though. Like, it can it can help a little bit, but you don't want to turn into one of those, like, freaky... But they last a couple of decades because I have I come from a long line of women who have had facelifts. I'm talking plural. Okay. All right. Yeah, I mean, if, if you feel like that's the direction that God is leading you, definitely. Well, yes. <laughs> so I would say aging from the neck up as long as I could have plastic surgery... I think for, and if said curse came with the money to support my plastic surgery habit. Yeah, that's the kicker. I think for a <laughs> dude, you're, you're, the, the, the question here is you're going to choose either baldness or man, yes. or man boobs. Moobs. Yeah. I, think, <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I feel like man boobs are probably more unattractive than baldness. Like you, can be a, you can be a fit bald guy and still be attractive. Yeah, the uh, hair doesn't push me one way hair or the lack thereof doesn't necessarily like push me like oh no i'm not gonna you know look at that guy or whatever uh-huh. like that's not it's not i've never been like oh no that guy's bald uh-huh. i was talking to um friends of the podcast uh perk city and uh, casey haas and we were talking about this that like the comb over guys like what what are you doing like you're making just worse. go for it just you're- go bald the, the guys with comeovers and the guys with wigs, like, you know, you, you whatever you're afraid of, like, you, <laughs> this is actually worse than whatever you're afraid of. Yeah, and it, yeah, it's interesting. It's it's inter- it's interesting to me that it's the genders generally generalizations going on here um, have these things about our aging. Uh-huh. We don't men don't want to let go of their hair. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I've seen some very, very attractive, like bald men. Well, luckily, I'm completely secure, and I never have to deal with any of these problems. <laughs> right, right. I mean, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I'm going through the the, uh, the generator here. You're doing a lot of clicking, so obviously, you don't like what it's being generated. Well, some of them are are kind of kind of silly. Um, <laughs> what's in your fridge? food <laughs> and dead body parts yes <laughs> no that's the freezer i get the two confused okay here we go would you rather be tall and fat or short and well built i am short and well built <laughs> <laughs> i yeah i don't have a problem being short and fat or short and well built i mean Tall people have tons of pro- back problems. I'm married to a tall guy. This is true. And he complains about his back. And I know so many tall. I've had I've had female friends who are six foot, six one, back problems, back problems, back problems. So much pain. And I just don't think the body is supposed to be that tall. <laughs> well, that, you're 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 condemning me. <laughs> it's the knees. It's the joints. The that, that, that kill us it's the joint i have you, you're correct i don't think we're supposed to be this tall like it's not natural i have no physical problems being short i my i don't have back problems i don't have knee problems i don't right now i have an elbow problem but that's because i because of my some workouts that i do hmm. but it's i don't i don't have anything in terms of you know general problems because of height or weight hmm 
All right, you gonna hit me with the uh, with the generator? Yeah, let me see. What is your morning routine? <laughs> My morning routine is stumbling towards the kitchen looking for caffeine. Ooh. Do you find the caffeine? Yes, yes, I do. I, I'm not a coffee guy, but I, I I get it other ways. So you're not a coffee guy. So that, what do you drink? What do you what? How else do you get it? Tea? Uh, no, I, I drink like a lot of. Uh, like drink mixes, like Crystal Light and things like that with caffeine in it. Those are allegedly a little bit healthier than just drinking like Mountain Dew all day long. Oh, yeah. No, significantly. <laughs> so I, I try to drink a couple of those a day. Okay. All right. Um, let's see here. Oh, it came up with morning routine again. It really wants me to ask you this question again. <laughs> Maybe you thought I was lying. <laughs> that guy's lying. What is the first thing you notice when meeting someone new? Um, Say something deep. Um, the first thing, geez, this caught me off guard. What is the first thing I notice when meeting someone new? Um, well, obviously the first thing I do is I look for a reason to dislike them. Uh, uh-huh. And I look for, uh, I look for flaws. Oh, good. So that I can feel superior to them. Uh-huh. Uh, that, that's... That's, that's, that's generally how it goes. And in both men and women, or is that just specifically targeted towards men? Uh, well, generally, yeah. I'd say it's probably more to men. I look for reasons to believe that I'm superior to them. I mean, being a man in comparison to a woman, you know you're superior. So <laughs> there's no need for comparison. Well, also, you got to factor in, could I take them? Like, could I take this guy? Right. And But are you a giant person who's also in shape? I mean, I'm in dad shape. Like, I mean, I'm not about to run a marathon, but I mean, if the zombies rose, I could, I could get my family to safety. At least once or twice. <laughs> before you could get on the boat. I remember conversations that we've had before. Yeah, this is true. Yeah, this is true. Um, no, I, I wouldn't. I mean, I'm not a fighter. Like, I'm not going to just randomly fight people. But you, you got to take that into consideration of, you know, when you meet somebody is. You know, if this conversation goes horribly south or goes horribly awry, like, and they start coming at me, could I take them? So that's where it devolves for you is into fighting. Well, yeah. Like you, you, you always have to keep that in the back of your mind. Of like, you know, could I fight my way out of this room if it came to it? <laughs> I mean, that's, that's an introvert fantasy. If like, you know, you gotta, if like, you just gotta get away. So you gotta. I guess so. Prepared to make an escape at any moment. Yeah. I'm little, short, so I can slip away easily. Yes. You're, so you're tall gonna, and... You're not going to fight away. You're just going to... I don't need to fight. I just duck and run. Yeah. Just, you know, kind of go a little bit lower and get get down low and exit the room. That... Take a couple of people out of the knees while I'm at it. <laughs> that one took us to a dark place. Okay, I think there's darker places, but uh, let's, sure. Let's, let's see if we can go even darker. What would you want your last words to be? <laughs> I don't know. I I something erudite, something that people would just be like, "Wow, she was just so brilliant." Um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I try. I try to think about that moment as little as possible. I think my last words would be, <laughs> "I buried the treasure, and then died." <laughs> 
so, Why not? That's perfect. So whoever is like there at my bedside will, will spend the rest <laughs> of their life trying to figure out where I buried this non-existent treasure. Yeah, that's that is that's awesome. That's that's perfect. Okay. Send people on a wild goose chase. Would you rather be poor or ugly? I am both. <laughs> oh, you stole my joke. I was going to say I'm, I'm taking both boxes here. <laughs> I am. I know the feeling of both. Okay, I just stumbled upon um, one-liners on this website. Of how Excellent. To, how to introduce yourself? I'm, I'm guessing to uh, someone you want to like in a someone you think is hot. Okay. Okay. So well. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go through these and you tell me if they if they work or not. My mom said I shouldn't talk to strangers, but you don't look scary. <laughs> no. No. No, scratch that one. That not not that one. Excuse me, but I do think it's about time we met. Uh, I mean, I guess that could kind of catch a girl off guard and get her to talk, but it's not like real funny or anything. Yeah. Question, do you know how much a polar bear weighs? Just No. Enough, just enough to break the ice. Oh, yeah, don't do that one. <laughs> okay, here's here's one. If you were a booger, I would pick you first. No. 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 That's like that's middle school. That's what my son might say to a girl he likes. I feel like that would probably work on Sarah Terrace. Like I feel like <gasps> I feel like she would respond well to that. She well, because she's very loving and would never want anyone to feel bad about themselves. Well, also, she's a 12-year-old boy at heart. Well, wait, wait, but so am I, and it didn't work on me, so I don't know. She might throw you for a loop. Mm. Okay, this one's creepy. Wouldn't we look cute on a wedding cake together? That's way too forward. <laughs> so even, and it, even, that would send me running. That would send me running. Even, Mention- I, even I wouldn't have used that one. <laughs> right. right no don't mention wedding no bad do you believe in love at first sight or should i walk no. by again no no just keep on walking <laughs> yeah you do open yourself up to that comeback with that one. <laughs> right no, just keep on walking um yeah okay i'm gonna leave i'm gonna leave this part of the website because it's, okay. it's giving me flashbacks to Awkward conversation starters, sure. Yeah, the uh, I think I've I can't remember if I talked about this on the podcast before, but the worst the worst ever experience I had was um, I was at Christian College and I had been building up to asking this girl out for forever, doing all kinds of legwork, you know, you know how you build up to things like this, and uh, I finally got up. I've never asked anyone out. I finally got up the nerve to ask her like on something innocent, like it was, do you want to study together or something like that? Mm. And I swear her response was, I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) Well, did you study with her then? (laughs) Oh gosh, no, I, I never talked to, talked to her again after that. Like that, Uh that was like the worst like possible thing you could say because it sort of paralyzed me. Like I wasn't sure how to proceed it's like right. Wait, wait, what? <laughs> I was expecting black or white answer, not the gray answer. I don't. And she said it in a way that was like, you know, I was like a bug 
that had like crawled across the floor and she couldn't decide if I was worth getting up to step on or not. She was like, yeah, I don't, I don't care. Is she now your wife? <laughs> no. Uh, no, afraid not. She's the one who said, I guess. <laughs> yeah, why not? <laughs> uh, I have never asked anyone out. Mm. I, did, that might explain why I didn't have any boyfriends prior to my husband. But what did your husband? How did your husband land you though? Like, what was his? <gasps> how did he land me? Yeah, like what was his? Uh, what was his strategy? How did he get my attention? Well, I'm incredibly aloof and um, don't really I'm not a very secure person when it comes to the opposite sex. Well, historically speaking, um, so he, in order to get my attention, um, he, we were in seminary. And I was studying Greek and it was, you know, second semester and I was a little bit behind and there was the me verbs, which anyone listening who knows Greek knows that the me verbs are absolutely atrocious. So anyway, I had a whole line of index cards, all my Greek cards sorted out and stacked and I'm sitting here studying and studying and studying. And he sat down on the opposite side of my table trying to get my attention and I was a little bit focused. And so he ran the risk of my wrath, which he smeared my index cards flat. Oh. <laughs> At which point I looked up <laughs> and here was this handsome guy. So I thought maybe I won't kill him yet. But then he asked me to chapel, which was, you know, just such a nice evangelical boy thing to do. Nice. Um, and we went to chapel and um, uh, I thought, you know, any guy who's willing to interrupt me and my Greek study might be worth um, paying attention to a little bit more. So that was our initial kind of entering into relationship. Mm -hmm. That's how he got my attention was by essentially almost making me the angriest person on campus campus. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> I thought, I thought he was going to come out with some like, you know, uh, some kind of pickup line about conjugating verbs or something like that. Yeah, no, he didn't. No, he just shuffled. He just smeared all my index cards together. Mm. I had to look up at that point, right? Yeah. I had to, who is this person who's willing to do this? <laughs> um, are pigeons better than seagulls? Yes. Yes. Why are pigeons better than seagulls? I'm, I'm intrigued. I think they're smarter. I think they're smarter. I like smart animals. Pigeons are smart. Okay. I I like seagulls because you can throw the, you go to the beach and you throw french fries up in the air and they catch them. That was always entertaining. I kid. think pigeons would do the same thing. Yeah, I feel like pigeons are going to poop on you though. That's just because there's so many of them and in the city there's nowhere to run. Okay. Fair counterpoint. <laughs> um Would you rather be able to speak any language fluently or be able to talk to animals? Any language fluently. Absolutely. 100%. What would you do with, with any language? My superhero name would be miscommunication. Okay. I would, that would, how amazing would that be to be like a universal translator? Uh-huh. You could, you could do so much good with that. Would you, would, would you just immediately go to the mission field? I don't think I would do that. Okay. <laughs> Does it, doesn't mess your introvert personality? No. I would 
be an introverted translator. I would probably translate books or read books or be able to help people. You can you know how many people are roaming around no, wait, that just sounds like there's tons of people roaming around without the ability to figure out like things. But I you know, like I, I was a ski instructor for a while. I've been in stores where, you know, someone's needed help. You know, if you go to like, you know, Home Depot, they'll say like, I speak German, you know, like uh-huh. there's just, there's just so much like little sort of acts of service that you can do, which are way more my style than necessarily the big ones. But even in general, like just think about being able to speak it, then you can probably also write it as well. Right. And then you could translate books from one language into another. And, you know, I just think it would be absolutely awesome. So you translate Bibles for like, uh, like obscure tribes that maybe don't have a Bible yet? Um, you're kind of stuck on this missionary thing. Um, I was thinking more like theology books. <laughs> yeah, I would, I would, my mission field is definitely like the academic realm of things. Uh, I mean, that's a, that's a mission field. I just like John MacArthur, like you and John MacArthur, like two, two peas in a pod, right? Don't, don't do that. <laughs> this is going so well. <laughs> <laughs> is that a, is that on the conversation generator it was it just came up of like uh, <laughs> how are you like john MacArthur? how are you like john MacArthur? i do think that the next time you have sarah terrace on you need to ask her that question just to see what happens <laughs> i definitely will i definitely will i'll ask her if uh john MacArthur uh, wrote the foreword in her in her new book <laughs> he did i will tell you right now he did she was very excited <laughs> do you ever think about like i, I mean we're, we're both very spiritual people but you know even for us there are certain certain christians that we get annoyed by do you ever think about like what that's going to be like in heaven like where there's so many christians who just don't like each other like what that's going to be like well would there be dislike in heaven would you like dislike someone no like probably not but like you probably have that like memory of like, Ooh, we didn't get along on earth. Or you didn't know who I was, but I read all the stuff you wrote and hated you. (laughs) (laughs) That's what it's more going to be like. Right. Like, I mean, I read a lot of dead theologians and some of them I don't like, like Aquinas drives me crazy. Yeah. I'm thinking about like some of these, some of these like really angry. John Piper. John Piper. Like even like, I mean, he's, he's like, like a like a pussy cat compared to like some of the, the I'm thinking like pulpit in the pen, like some of those that like their whole thing is just attacking everybody and you know oh yeah or like some like Jack Chick like some of those independent Baptists from back in the day of like you know Catholics aren't Christians nobody's Christians except for us like some wow. like the, like, the, like the really extreme ones that like you know nobody is a Christian except for people who believe exactly like me like if you know if those people are in heaven that's gonna be weird for them. That's going to be weird for them. Like, oh, wow, I was so wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Heaven. Mm. Anyway. Okay. Um, when a cow laughs, does milk come out of its nose? No. <laughs> it would have to drink milk first. It would have to be drinking milk as you made it laugh. See, now we're getting into some weird stuff. Like, do yes. cows drink each other's milk? Well, baby cows drink mama cow milk. Yes. This is true. You think adult cows sometimes get tempted to drink each other's milk? <laughs> to taste it? Yeah, Come on, taste a... it. Taste it. <laughs> it feels 100% dirtier than it actually is. 
<laughs> oh, it, just, it, that's... Feels, it feels wrong for reasons that you know I can't even fully explain. Yeah, yeah, go on. <laughs> oh, here's a good one to ask you: Would you rather okay. be a feminine man or a masculine woman? I am a masculine woman. <laughs> masculine personality i don't sound masculine i don't look masculine except for the fact that i'm pretty intense and strong but in general um uh i've i've always i've always been criticized for my lack of femininity in terms of certain i mean my mom put me in ballet to make me walk a little bit more feminine uh-huh um okay this one's actually really deep i'm really thinking oh. i'm really struggling with this one we may have to end the podcast on this one. Okay. Would you rather fart really loud or poop your pants silently? <laughs> Definitely fart really loud. <laughs> no adult should say soil themselves. <laughs> if you're asking a toddler, then maybe soiling is okay, but... <laughs> well, let's see. Here's here's the thing. If you're a, if you're if you're if you're good enough, you're a good enough actor actress. Then when you fart really loud, all you need to do is look to the person next to you in shock and horror, <laughs> and pass the buck. Right? Like you can play that one off like it wasn't me. I mean, it would be. It would be <laughs> there's no reason why you have to be stationary while this is happening. Like you can. <laughs> Crop dust. Like, yeah, you can hit and run. <laughs> right. So why would you pick silent soiling of self over a loud fart that you can one play off, run from, and or you know exit the building as fast as possible, do whatever? I mean, it just doesn't make sense to me. So loud fart, one hundred percent. Yeah, we we won't publish any of this. Like, we'll just. <laughs> well, I'll edit this down to where it's just me asking you about your favorite Luthers, and then that'll be the entire episode. It'll be like a two-minute episode. That'll be a sad episode. <laughs> you can cut out whatever you need to cut out. Um, <clears throat> all right, Lauren Larkin, what are you working on these days? I am trying to pick up all the pieces to my life. <laughs> Not even joking. I'm actually in the process. I was let go by my doctoral advisor um, earlier this year and have been in the process of trying to figure out and um, figure out how to proceed um, and look at a new potential project and look into new advisors. I'm also in the process of being ordained, so looking for work and um, potential there. So just a lot of kind of ambiguity is uh, what I've been working on, working with, actually. Um, but, you know, still reading a lot of Luther, reading a lot of um, um, people who have written on Luther, Lutheran scholars, older ones, though, not modern, modern day ones, older ones. Um, think more Luther Renaissance, uh, early part of the 20th century. Um, so that's been fascinating, learning a lot, being challenged on a variety of different concepts, um, which is both hard and good, right? You know, you know, just sometimes a little bit of despair is, 
is worth <laughs> uh, feeling more grounded in things that you believe in. Um, so just, you know, really kind of trying to figure out what, what the future looks like for me a little bit, uh, since a lot of stuff seems to be up in the air. So well, as, the, as the father of a newborn, can I recommend having another kid? Um, absolutely not. <laughs> the thought makes me want to vomit. One thing I've learned, kids fix all life problems. Um, you know, I, I, um, I don't want to hurt your feelings, but I'm going to tell you that you're wrong. <laughs> kids, um, you know, they, they fix broken marriages, they fix all your life problems, and they give you extra money. That's why having a kid is the best. Yes. Well, you live in a very fascinating world. <laughs> I love my kids. I have to say that from someone with my background and experiences relationally and emotionally, my kids have taught me what it feels like to have unconditional love towards another human being. But, and I love them. I love them. I would, I would maybe do this all over again just to have those three children. Uh Um, That's how much I love them. Uh, But they're difficult. Sometimes I do fantasize about like what my life would look like if I had just kind of skated, if I hadn't looked up, when my cards were all smashed together, or if I had gotten angry, I would probably have a few few doctorates by now. And sometimes I fantasize about that. Yeah, I mean, that's that's fair. Like in all seriousness, I think sometimes that's what gets lost in the shuffle of uh, Christian culture when we sort of lionize parenthood. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it breeds like a you know a certain sense of despair to people who are not married or don't have kids that somehow they're missing out on the greatest thing ever. When, you know, I'm really, if we're being honest, like, I think a lot of parents, like myself included, have moments like that where it's like, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, I love my kids, but, you know, I also sort of mourn what it was like in my life before them. Yeah, there is a death to self. It's it's really significant. Um, and I've thought about this in terms of being a woman and being pregnant and giving birth, like that death into new life uh, movement. Um, but really... That, you know, getting married and have, I mean, it's a, it's a significant death to self, um, very significant death to self. And, um, you have to put to sleep certain dreams, um, you know, certain ways of going about dreams or whatever. And so, and that's something that I felt tangibly, um, especially having very high maintenance kids that, you know, demanded so much of me on the very beginning, which I wasn't expecting. No one can prepare you for the type of kid you're going to have, but, um, so yeah, like that that death aspect, that despair aspect, that mourning aspect is very real to me. Um and so I wonder what kind of happy person I may have been. <laughs> As I said, had I not looked up when someone messed up my cards. Yeah. And even, you know, just beyond kids of just even marriage itself. Yeah. Um you know It is a formidable institution. Yeah, and you know, we sort of build it up into this, you know, uh like ultimate thing in Christianity if like, you know, it's, it's the ultimate end for, it is not for people to, to, to be married. And, um, I mean, I, it is I, not the completion of self. I, I love my wife and I, I'd marry her again. Um, but that doesn't change the fact that, uh, you know, I see people who are still single and part of me, you know, misses that in a way that I, I never thought that I would miss that. Yeah. Yeah, it's a um it's I I do think that the church has done a disservice to build it up as the ultimate end uh or ultimate experience of human existence. Yeah. Um this completion of the, you know, or or this 
apex of the journey is to get married and then it's so you're building up to this and you get married and this is it and you have kids and so this family unit that's created is this apex of existence christian existence and then you progress downwards towards death and so to me i think that's a that's that's unfortunate because um i would say it's almost like a singleness descent downwards into marriage Mm-hmm. and and um and and having kids and stuff and i think that's a really dark intense time and then you kind of proceed outward and up as you progress towards death um now then again i have a negative view of the institution so maybe i'm not the one to talk to as i talk about it sort of mirrors my faith walk like luther talks about faith is not like an upward and onward sort of um look or, or progression. It's not like into the light. Actually, faith actually brings you into the darkness. And I, I would say that that's been my experience with marriage and family. Well, as the theologians of my youth said, I want to be in the light. DC Talk. DC Talk. I pour one out for DC Talk. All right. I know you got to go. I know you got to do. I do. do. Um, Tons of stuff. Hey, thanks for being on the show. My pleasure. Thanks for having me.